Welcome to the Born to be a Badass podcast, the show that tackles the subject of women and violence head on and shines the light of what women need to know and do to be safe. Here's your host, fourth degree black belt and self-protection expert, Cynthia Gillicourt. Welcome to the Born to be a Badass podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Jolicoeur, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about what a badass is. It's a word that gets tossed around in all kinds of contexts, and I use it for a very specific reason in my programs and even in the title of this podcast. So here are my thoughts on what a badass is. A badass is a woman who is a force to be reckoned with, not someone to be taken lightly or underestimated. You can't keep her down or make her quit. She knows that her life is valuable, and she protects herself, her loved ones, and other women. She looks out for those who are in danger. When danger threatens, she takes action, even though she's scared. Many badass women have suffered abuse and violence, but have survived, escaped, and built a new life. A badass can take the worst that life dishes out and still rise again, even though that rising may be painfully slow and even though it may be terrifying. The word badass can be used as an adjective. That's how I hear it quite frequently in a usage like, oh, that's so badass. And it usually means that something is cool, courageous, extraordinary, or surprising. When women come to my programs, one of the most common comments at the end of the program is, I feel like such a badass. And that's badass as a noun. That's someone who's capable of doing courageous, extraordinary, surprising, and really cool things. The reason why I call my program and my podcast Born to be a Badass is because I believe that we are each born with the ability to be like that. I don't think that it's something that has to be brought in from the outside. I believe that that capacity is already in us and that we discover it through experiences that we have. Some of those experiences may be relatively benign, where we choose to do something that will stretch us and challenge us and take us out of our comfort zones to learn something about ourselves and to help us tap into skills and abilities and capabilities that we maybe didn't know that we had or didn't think that we had to a great degree. Sometimes it's not a benign experience that we choose. It's something that happens to us or happens in our life that we either face and figure out how to deal with and get through, or we don't. And I believe that we all have an incredible capacity when the shit hits the fan and life serves us up, something that's really awful that we have to get through. I believe that we're born with the capacity to get through it, to learn, to grow, and to tap into resources and reservoirs of the type of creativity and courage that maybe we wouldn't tap into otherwise. Tony Robbins has a pretty famous quote that says, all growth starts at the end of your comfort zone. And I do believe that's true. And I think that badass women are women who, whether they choose to or not, end up going way outside their comfort zones and managing, not just managing and coping, but actually thrive. Women who extend that comfort zone 
and learn and grow and thrive. Born to be a badass means that you've landed on the planet already equipped and prepared to deal with anything that you might encounter, whether that is violence, tragedy, failure, disappointment, setbacks, heartbreak, loss, and grief, as well as the ability to embrace and grow from all of that and to accomplish extraordinary, surprising, amazing, awe-inspiring things and to own those accomplishments and celebrate them. Born to be a badass also means that you're capable of breaking through limitations, challenging norms, being true to yourself in the face of pressure and discrimination. It means that you will stand up when others are sitting down, take action when others are hesitating, and that you're capable of being courageous and bold. I want to take a minute to talk about courage and what it means to be courageous. One of my favorite quotes is from an unlikely source, Napoleon Bonaparte. Courage isn't having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. One reason why I love that quote is because I can relate to it very personally. Having had, within the last 10 plus years, several situations in my life where I really felt like I didn't have the strength to carry on. I didn't have the strength to get up one more day and to deal with the things that I was having to deal with. And yet somehow I did. And I do believe that that is courageous. The ability to go on when you think that you can't. I love that quote. Another one of my favorites is a classic one from Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. The reason why my programs are called the Born to be a Badass Prep School and the Born to be a Badass Breakthrough Retreat is because they are vehicles for you to use in a benign way to build those capacities and to tap into those inner resources and strengths and become more powerful, more courageous, and more confident in yourself, more trusting in your abilities, and more prepared to deal with the surprises and the catastrophes that you may encounter in your life. The reason why the podcast is the Born to be a Badass podcast is because it's a vehicle to bring the voices of women who have already demonstrated that badassery in their own lives by getting through, overcoming, surviving, and navigating through some of the worst that life can dish out, and who can now share how they did that so that other women can be inspired and perhaps develop some mental blueprints and have an increased ability to get through their own difficult times. Another reason the podcast has the name that it does is because it's here to provide some tools for you to use, to exercise, to develop, try out and practice, to build your own toolkit so that you'll be more prepared and capable. It's also to inspire you to not let your anxiety or doubt hold you back and keep you from going where you want to go, doing what you want to do, and being who you want to be. So that's my little riff on what a badass is 
and some thoughts on power and courage. And I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are. Do you call yourself a badass? And if you do, why? What does it mean? What do you think it means to be a badass or to be courageous and powerful? So I'd love to hear a little bit from you and I invite you to send me a message or leave a comment on my Facebook page for the podcast, which I will put a link to in the show notes. Now I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about a question that comes up surprisingly frequently when I give talks, uh, when I meet people and tell them what it is that I do. And it's even come up recently with the launch of the podcast. So I thought it would be a good idea to address it right now. And that is the question about how long it takes to learn to be safe. I very frequently hear women say, I know it's important, but I just don't have the time right now. Or I've been meaning to, but I just haven't gotten around to it. And I hear comments like that all the time when I talk with women about learning how to protect themselves. Oftentimes, women don't make the time to learn how to protect themselves because they believe that it will take a lot of time and a lot of training. So how long does it take to learn how to be safe? How long does it really take to learn how to protect yourself? Well, if you think of self-defense as martial arts, which many people do, and in fact, which I used to, then the answer is that it takes years because it takes years to learn and master the techniques and the choreography and the sequences of, if this happens, then you should do that. It takes years to master that and to be able to execute those techniques perfectly. It takes years to get a black belt in any discipline. So people tend to assume that it will take years to learn how to defend themselves. But that's not true because self-defense is not just about physical techniques. It's about your mental, emotional, and psychological preparation. It's about understanding and being able to use the physical skills that you're naturally endowed with. And it's about detecting and avoiding danger if you can defusing, de-escalating, or changing the dynamics of a situation, if you can, before it goes violent. And it's about knowing if you absolutely positively have to fight your way to safety, knowing how to use every tool that you have, your natural, intrinsic self-defense system, as well as self-defense weapons and improvised tools. Think of learning how to protect yourself as similar to learning how to swim or learning how to cross the street or learning how to perform CPR. Those are all basic skills that most people learn as children or in their early days, in their adolescence or early adulthood. Very young children are taught how to cross the street and they're taught how to swim. Many people choose as adults to learn CPR. It's the same thing as learning how to use a fire extinguisher. Learning CPR doesn't make you an expert. It doesn't mean that you're qualified as a surgeon or a paramedic, but it does mean that you know enough to be able to save yourself or someone else in the moment, at least long enough to be able to buy some time for the next level of experts to get there and take over for you. Learning how to use a fire extinguisher doesn't make you a firefighter. 
but it does mean that you know enough to be able to put out or deal with a fire that springs up near you, maybe in your home or around your house or in your car. You may not be able to put the entire thing out, but you can certainly buy some time and hopefully the fire brigade will get there and take over. It's a similar thing with learning self-defense. Learning how to protect yourself at a fundamental level means that you'll be able to save your own life at least for a short period of time, or at least you'll have the very best chance to be able to do that. It doesn't mean that you have become a hand-to-hand combat expert or that you're qualified to the same level as a SWAT team member or a Navy SEAL, but it does mean that you know enough to be able to do enough to have an effect to get yourself or your loved ones safer and possibly be able to call the second responders in to help. Coach Tony Blauer often says that you are your own first responder because you're the only one who's there when an incident happens. What we tend to call the first responders, the firefighters, the police, the emergency services, those kinds of folks are actually the second responders. They're the second people on scene, not the first. So circling back to the question of, does it take a long time to learn how to defend yourself? Again, the answer is no. You can start with a short course, whether that's a half day or a few hours, and you can learn enough to increase your awareness and your understanding of how predators act, which will help you avoid being in danger in the first place. You can spend a few hours learning how to negotiate or navigate your way out of a situation verbally or through different kinds of behavior. You can spend a few hours learning how to tap into your natural human weapon system to learn how to use your elbows and knees and your hands and your feet and other things that you can actually use on your body's natural defensive system. And it doesn't really take a lot of time to do that. If that's all that you ever do, say you invest eight to 10 or even just four hours in learning at a very basic level, developing some skills in each of those areas, it will definitely make you safer. That doesn't mean that's all there is. There's quite a lot more that you can learn, and you should learn if you're truly committed to being safe. There's a lot that you can learn about how to navigate through fear. There's a lot that you can learn about the mind of a predator and the things that they do to manipulate people and to identify possible victims. There's a lot you can learn about their behavior and things to look out for. You can learn a lot more about your body's natural warning systems and how to pay attention to those. And there's a lot more that you can learn about how to actually apply your physical skills in different scenarios. One area that we can always do a little bit more of and get more benefit from is developing what we call mental blueprints of different scenarios. And that's just like programming your brain to know how to respond or at least have options to respond to certain situations. And since there's no end of possible scenarios for us to actually be presented with danger and trouble, there's pretty much limitless supply of scenarios that we could actually work on first to talk about options for ways to deal with it, ways to begin to reverse engineer a particular scenario and see how it typically unfolds. And then, of course, ways to train your brain to actually see the cues and the signs that are present before something happens, which will allow you to respond much quicker. So obviously there's a lot more training that you can do beyond the fundamentals that will make you even safer. But even if all you ever do is a four and a half hour fundamentals class that gives you really a superficial overview of it, you will still be safer. 
Even if you were going to say, hey, man, I'm going to do as much training as possible to keep developing my ability to protect myself. You still wouldn't have to go to class three times a week for five years to become a master to be able to protect yourself because you really do start becoming safer on day one and hour one. It's just that your level of ability to be safe continues to grow. And I don't really see an end to that. You can, and I encourage you to learn and develop and grow throughout your whole life. That's really something that you want to think about because the predators develop and grow and change. Criminals develop and grow and change. And there will be different things to deal with, new things to deal with, new challenges 10 years from now than what we're dealing with today. But if you have the basics and the fundamentals and you are able and willing to tap into those abilities and gifts that you're naturally endowed with, those will always be there. They're non-perishable. They're never going to go away and they can't be taken away from you. You just need to remember to listen and pay attention and to use them if you have to. So if you are concerned about your ability to protect yourself and to protect your loved ones, even to be a courageous bystander for other women and people who maybe are not able to act on their own behalf, if you know that it's important and you've been meaning to do something but you just haven't done it yet, and you've had this belief that it's too big of a challenge, that it's going to take too much time, and that you just really can't afford to take the time right now, I encourage you to rethink that. It doesn't take years and years and years to become a master or a black belt to be able to protect yourself and your loved ones. You can do a course that is a day-long course and increase your ability to protect yourself, increase your survivability. And every little bit helps. So I really encourage you to challenge that belief that you may hold that you just don't have the time to do it and that it takes too much time, too much effort and that you'll do it someday because with this kind of training, it's the kind of thing where the absolute best scenario is that you learn and you tap into your inner abilities and resources and you're prepared mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and physically, and you never need to use it. That's the best scenario. The worst scenario is that you find yourself in a really bad situation and you don't know what to do and you think, oh my gosh, I wish I had learned this before. I wish I knew what to do. I wish I had learned self-defense. That's the absolute worst thing that could happen is to be in a really bad situation and realize that you should have taken the time earlier to inoculate yourself with some basic, fundamental, intrinsic, natural self-defense. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Born to Be a Badass podcast. Stay safe and be a badass. To learn more about previous guests, to listen to past episodes, and to get to know me a little bit better, you can go to my website, which is www.cynthiajolacur.com. 
You can follow me on Facebook. And if you would like to be part of the conversation, you can join my private Facebook group, which is the Born to be a Badass Collective and the page that has been set up for the podcast so that you can be notified of new episodes and get a little bit of a heads up about what's coming down the pipe for you. That is the Born to be a Badass media page on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. And those are some ways that you can reach out and connect with me. You've been listening to the Born to be a Badass podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode and be sure to share it with your friends. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and a review. Tune in regularly for more exciting insights and wisdom on women, violence, and safety. And until next time, embrace your inner badass.